When you choose to embark upon a social impact journey, it may feel like choosing the road not taken. The uncertainty of a path like this often sends the one who walks it into an ongoing process, trying to balance the needs of their individual existence with their vision towards something greater. The Living Well, Doing Good podcast is a space for change makers to explore the intersection of personal well-being and achieving their purpose-driven endeavors. Each episode, we dive deep into stories and lessons, learn to provide tools to overcome challenges that may arise along the way. This podcast series is brought to you by Aviv and Omer Hochbaum, social impact consultants from Tel Aviv, together with Leo DeMello, a well-being coach and business advisor based in Copenhagen. Are you getting ready to talk about overwhelm, which is our topic for today? Very ready. Very ready. ready. And uh, yes, looking forward to it. So for us to start, I, <laughs> I want to ask a quick question for both of you guys. And while I ask the question, I'm going to think of an answer for myself. But do you guys remember the last time you were feeling overwhelmed? Whew. Um, this morning? To be honest. Okay. And would you like to share? To be honest, I think that, and I assume that soon we're going to say what overwhelm is and we're going to kind of break it apart. But I think that I am easily, I can easily associate myself as an overwhelmed person and that I get easily overwhelmed. Um, I don't know exactly like the levels and things like that, but I think that um, I can easily wake up in the morning with this feeling in my chest. I, I very much like connect with what my body's telling me and the energy that I have with this, like, there's a lot I need to get done today. It's going to be a long day. And this sudden like surge of like this tightening in my chest and this, what I know right now to say would, would be overwhelmed. I felt it today when I came. You felt it when you walked in the door. <laughs> Leah, what about you? No, say something about that. You just called oh. me. <laughs> oh, she was very like um, stressed, like time, time things like we were, we actually made lunch at 10. So because we, ha we have so many things to do today. Uh, aside yeah. from this, we have like back to back meetings. So she was make she was preparing lunch for breakfast. And I was trying to help her and I took on the task of making rice and it wasn't quick enough for her. The rice wasn't boiling quick enough. It yeah, wasn't. It was, I, was, I, was in, I have a very specific methodology and I'm known to make the best rice in this, in this side of Tel Aviv. Of in this side of Tel Aviv. And, but you have to, there's an art to it, guys. So if you don't know it, it's not the topic of this podcast, but we can go over it. You should share, we should share your recipe in the, in the show notes. I think that's my I'll suggestion. Share it. I'll share it. I'll share it. But you can't rush these things. <laughs> if you want it to come out good, it has to be done in a certain way. So Avi wasn't having it. And now we understand why she was feeling overwhelmed. Which I is was okay. overwhelmed this morning. I will be honest. And yeah, and Leo, do you remember when the last time? I can guess, but do you want to share with us? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's been yeah it's been quite challenging uh lately with uh, which sort of which means that life is is interesting but um yeah we, we all develop i'm not avoiding your question i will get there but um we all have we all develop these um these mechanisms to 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 uh, deal with overwhelm the best way we know and um sometimes it's it's also okay not to deal with them so yeah so i had a, one of those not okay days i think it was last wednesday when we spoke actually um yeah. so a week ago and mm -hmm. i am honestly trying to remember why i was overwhelmed and i cannot remember for the life of me but it the for feeling sure was there it was there but and and but it helped i i guess the the, the um, i know i was overwhelmed right so that is well in my memory and so just trying to connect with what that means basically i think it's very much this this idea that we uh, are carrying more than we can manage or that we are presented with more options that we can choose from or that we have more problems than we can handle um and so on and so forth um or sometimes we have um we have the perception that we just don't have enough time to do whatever it is that we have to do um, in the time that we think we have. And all of these different types of situations will re will request different approaches, right? And... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, so I was thinking that, you know, if it's a time thing, then, yeah, I mean, there's there's time management strategies and we can we can talk for hours about that. And there's there's better than us talking about it, there's really good books about time management. So that's, that's a great way to start. But in terms of what you were describing uh, of waking up already with a feeling that um wow i've got so much to do today right um mm -hmm. and and it's more than i i i really relate to that because that's i i used to wake up so when i was um in my you know a few years ago when i had a corporate sales job i i used to wake up at 6 30 in the morning before mm -hmm. the alarm clock went and i was i was woken up by just by this very um um i'm trying not to use the word overwhelming but it is but an overwhelming a uh, rush of thoughts and tasks that i had ahead of me in that day you had all you you had like in your head everything that you needed to do or everything that you forgot to do or things that you wanted to make sure that you do and yes or even got into the office yes and all of that plus the 50 things that i knew i didn't do yesterday mm. yeah and the guilt from not having done them, right? So what I kind of want to do now is maybe like pause for a second and allow for whoever is listening, hopefully to this podcast right now, to think with themselves of how easily maybe they relate to what you just said, to what else I said about the feeling of overwhelm. Or just imagine uh, the last time that they felt exactly overwhelmed. Exactly, imagine the last time. And if, you know, I, I can almost be sure that to a great extent, most of who's listening has felt it recently or knows exactly what you just described. And I think that's exactly what prompted us to say, this is a conversation that's worth having. There's a lot of overwhelm that exists and perhaps uh, we can do things differently. And yeah. we can uh, lessen the overwhelm and maybe even begin by saying, so okay why can't we just be overwhelmed what what's so bad about that like what, what what's the worst that can happen do you have an answer to that by the way leo like what's the worst that can happen i still want to know when was the last time that omer was overwhelmed oh okay <laughs> first of all i was overwhelmed yesterday 
um i I had that no just kidding i didn't see you yesterday i had um i had a client move a bunch of meetings and i it was just overwhelming and i had to um i had to reorganize my day in a way and yeah i was overwhelmed by that but i what came up was the fact that he moved the meetings overwhelming to you uh just because i had all these other things that i needed to Mm -hmm. do and i had already scheduled Mm -hmm. working on these specific things and it just it i had to switch everything up like very dynamically but what was coming up as you guys were speaking was i think the most beautiful thing about this specific conversation is that the first thing is to just understand that you're overwhelmed because a lot of people don't i mean they might view it as stress or they might view it as this is just part of the hustle and bustle of being a change maker or this is just you know this is because this is the path i chose i'm in corporate sales and i'm supposed to be overwhelmed because if i'm not overwhelmed then i'm not doing my job and i think that the 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 greatest thing is that uh just i mean i don't know if it's because we decided to have this conversation or it's because we're very aware of this specific topic but the first thing in my opinion is to just say hey i'm feeling overwhelmed or i'm i understand that what I'm experiencing right now is overwhelming. and I want to actively do something about it to to feel less overwhelmed. That's a, that's what I'm getting at, though, because I think that, in my opinion, there's almost this like social requirement not to be overwhelmed. No one is like you need to be re- overwhelmed every morning, but this requirement to work hard, to not really take breaks, especially if you're in social impact, especially if you want to do good to this world and you've taken on a social or environmental challenge, there's this feeling that you need to be married to this thing. You need to go all into it. And if you don't, you're not, you just don't have what it takes. You're not going to do enough. It's not going to happen. It's going to fall between the cracks. Like all these expectations that translate very quickly and easily to just having an overwhelmed sort of lifestyle so it's like okay i understand i'm overwhelmed but how do i uh manage this intersection of the social of like socially being required to work really hard and not take breaks like i'm there i'm in this like gap of like how do we get started with do you see what i'm saying yeah no leo's really nodding his head no i'm nodding because i think you really really uh, you literally i think you hit the nail uh, the the nail on the head because i i think i think that so much of our um lives and the conflicts that we experience and the challenges that we face are a lot of them can be brought down to semantics right and what we call something right so um in this case, so going back to what I was describing is when I was, f- what I now know was feeling overwhelmed. Basically, mm-hmm. I felt impaired to act even before I got up from bed. I was already impaired by the amount of things I had left to do the day before, the pressure to comply and, and perform the tasks that I knew I already had, plus coping with all the unknown factors of the day. Like, as you said, like clients canceling a meeting or having to reschedule something or um, and on top of that, first thing I would do is to go and look at my social media. Um, and then on, so I was already feeling overwhelmed. And then I went to consume 
news and uh, I don't know, uh, holiday posts, you know, uh, holiday emails. posts and emails and this and that. So I really did not make my life easy, right? But right. I didn't call it overwhelm. I called it busy. Mm. All right. There we so go. that's the that's what I mean about semantics. So my perception is that I had a busy life, right? Mm -hmm. But then I, and I was literally at some point I was answering 150 to 200 emails a day, right? Which wow. was to in my world nowadays, I answer three or four emails and that's already a bit too much, you know, uh, <laughs> it's 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 because you don't have to. That's the point, you know, it's over communication. You know, there's there is a overuse of messaging and, and emails. Um, you know, it's like when my my kids come to me with a problem, uh, I, I ask them, have you thought about a solution or was your first instinct to come and ask dad to solve the problem for you? And most often, more often than not, they go back and they solve it by themselves. Right. And I said, look, try again. And if you really can't solve it, then come back and I'll help you. And more often than not, they do solve it. So but nowadays we say, well, instead of solving this issue or addressing that, I'll send the other guy an email and see what ask what he thinks about it or how would he do it? You know, and meanwhile, there's just this volume of information flowing and it can get very, very tricky. So my life, in my view, was busy. But I now know that basically was just unbelievably um, and unsustainably um overwhelming and to be honest I, i'm thinking now you know about all these very initial first meetings that we have you know with social impact uh change makers that we've met you know for our recent projects and they all come with a very similar state of mind right they the first meeting they always feel like they are exhausted like they've come to this fork in the road or dead end where they're like someone I, tell me, I, there's too many things I need to do. I don't know what my next step is. I don't know how to make like a plan. There's they 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 feel overwhelmed and and you know that's so yeah it's this thing that exists and people are living with it daily and uh, it just you know I just all of a sudden I like had this uh, vision in my head of all the recent meetings we've had and just how many of them that's that's that it, it, you couldn't miss it you couldn't miss the fact that they were incredibly overwhelmed with all the work that they wanted to do and all the work that they assumed that they needed to do now and i, I can see how that i mean if we take a step back we can see that the the inability to cope with reality as we perceive it right um being overwhelmed is depleting for us so it's actually every day that goes by that we are overwhelmed it's cumulative you you have less of an ability to deal with what's what life is throwing at you so the reverse side of that is is basically this notion that everybody needs a break whether it's a break during the day it's a break from work if it's a weekend away or three months sabbatical or a three-year sabbatical it doesn't matter a break is needed to take a step back and then we can actually look at what kind of lifestyle we want, what kind of life, what kind of emotions we want to feel first thing in the morning. Do we want to feel anxiety and stress and guilt first thing right. in the morning? Or do we want to feel creativity, uh, tranquility uh, and, and clear thinking in the morning? Because we can design our life to be that way. We cannot do that if we're in an in a already sort of swamped in all these sort of mental 
uh, loops of, 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 of that lead us to the overwhelm. But if we take a step back, we can progressively work towards having these feelings. Um, and it can come from many places. We can talk about it. But um, the idea, introducing the idea of a pause, introducing downtime in our lives and being yes. okay with that and being socially okay with that mm -hmm. is, I think, paramount uh, in the world right now. Um, we have people who have a break and they feel guilty because they're having a break. Yes, uh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, for so sure. It's you and and I think ninety nine percent of the of the world population. It's really almost just entirely um, agreeing to redefine what all the this notion where you know, and I'm gonna say this for the I don't know millionth time, especially in social impact scene where if we this belief that if we do everything we can now will achieve change, will achieve impact, and we'll, we'll be able to succeed in the change that we want to introduce to whatever mission we've taken on, to saying, if you want to be sustainable, if you want to see this through truly the mission that you've taken on to yourself, if you want to really achieve impact in the long run, you need to, like you said, introduce breaks to your life, introduce pauses, introduce these things that reduce overwhelm, Otherwise, you might be doing everything you can now, but in a month time and two months time and for everyone, it might be differently. You'll just you'll you won't be able to carry it any longer. Yeah. Um, and all the hard work will just it, it'll just be too much and it, you won't be able to keep going. I think I mean, I really want to go back to um, what Leo Leod introduced as a break. And I, want, I have a, a couple of questions about that. But first, I want to say that I think the um, the idea of taking a break, or is it, what it actually means, is to prioritize doing things for yourself as much as you prioritize doing things that are professional and um, you know task oriented that are um, advancing your um, your mission. So what what I'm actually trying to say is it's kind of like to understand this notion of, okay, yeah, there's so much that needs to be done and we can, you know, work 24 seven and there's always going to be more that needs to be done. But the idea is how, like how we prioritize, how we define what's urgent, what we, what we want to get done today and how do we introduce into this, priority also things that do good for ourselves that make us less stressed out that make us uh, less overwhelmed and something that is very helpful to me and this is something that was said to by someone who is a friend and actually family and hopefully she'll join us one day her name is Daria oh, she she mm -hmm. told me once this thing that I cannot forget that's always in my mind she said every day I aim to do just four things, but I'm going to do these four things as best as I can. And I keep thinking about that every day. I say, you don't need to do 27 things. You don't need to do 100 things. Just understand what are the four main things that you want to do. And yeah, it's not four. I, I, I never like stick to four. I try to do, you know, sometimes six, sometimes three, 
sometimes five, it's never four, but just the idea that four things are enough, four things that are done extremely well or thought out or just done in a way that's satisfying to you that feels good to us gives yeah. you satisfaction and four things is is a great it's, it's a huge step to getting to where you want to go and like i i wonder what what these type of things can be because not every one of them needs to be like and i guess each person will define it differently but doing yoga in the morning can be one of those things right yeah. Definitely. Or even reading a book, taking a coffee break outside. These are th- this is a thing we can actually write down on the list of four things. Yeah, but when you do it well, except for example, you when you take a break well, and I wanna I want Leo to help us define what that means, but doing taking a break well or doing a coffee break well means that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. You're not doing other things, mm-hmm. you're not checking you're not your mail, emails. you're not thinking yes. you're just doing you're you're being in the moment or being present to this specific task and doing it well so that being said i like that thank you yeah that was good thank <laughs> daria and hopefully daria will will listen to this and uh maybe she'll join us one time but yes now i want to go back to a break what it means because i definitely know that we all have different views of what a break is and i want to hear from you leo what's like what what's a good break how do how do i take a good break and you know what does that mean so i took a a a 18 month sabbatical that was a good break wow Um, yes that it it was it was for health reasons but that's beside the point i still had a break (laughs) right um maybe okay having 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 a break in the middle of your morning you know uh you know, we, we've spoken before about this, but, you know, if you think if you think like a smoker, right, without smoking, but allow yourself to have that cigarette break without smoking, but you just go and you do nothing or you do something completely different or you call someone you care about and you make that phone call, but you stay away from whatever it is that you were doing before. So you, that is a break. You're breaking mm-hmm. from something, right? Your, your brain is going with a certain wiring for a few hours and you either you stop that and you literally actively try to do nothing right the chinese have this concept of just sitting for example you just sit like what are you doing i'm just sitting it's mm-hmm. not that you're not doing anything you are doing something you are sitting yes okay? so you just sit for five minutes um whatever happens happens maybe you're in the garden and you see a few birds go by or you know you look at the trees it doesn't matter it is irrelevant but you just sit for five minutes that is a break but it's also a break to doodle for five minutes I, I assume that you don't doodle as a profession so if you doodle for five minutes then <laughs> then that is a break so anything that that is that cuts um is a welcome thing and if you look at if you look around you i mean and, and nature is a really great example because it's 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 been working for for a long time so there's a lot of principles that you can just observe in nature and you just you just the Absolutely. moment you go out it's sometimes hard if you're living in, you know, in the urban jungle and, it, and nature is not so much around you. But if you watch how the, just a basic a tree, what the, what the yearly cycle of the tree is, right? A tree is not always growing. It virtually doesn't grow during winter. It grows its roots. It doesn't grow upwards in winter, okay? So even a, a tree which we think, well, the tree grows and it's goes towards the sky it doesn't grow at every every single day right 
the tree takes a break during winter, right? And we also see that the very gradual growth of a tree, actually you end up having a body that's made of wood that is actually very pliable, very flexible. It can take very strong winds. It's got deep roots. Um, so it doesn't mean that it's that it's not flexible. It's tall. The opposite of that would be a weed that grows very fast overnight, and it's probably the weakest kind of yeah. Plant. It, it dies pretty quickly. It dies pretty quickly. So if you are trying to have an impact in the world, you have to choose if you want to have a quick but weak impact, or if you want a, an impact that grows gradually but is long lasting. You have be to make that choice. You want to be a tree. Well, you know, sometimes quick actions are required and you have to think on your feet and really go at it, right? Uh, if you're in disaster relief, you're not going to want to be a tree. You want to be the weed that grows overnight and solves the problem, right? But yeah. in in an overall thinking about it, and if you're thinking about it in the long term, do you want your project to be right. a weed or do you want your project to be a tree, right? And you have to make that decision. I guess it's a matter of aspiring for some sort of balance and knowing that there might be periods of time where, you know, we've seen, we've seen this with a lot of, you know, there's a big meeting coming up, an investment meeting, right? A, a, a impact investors meeting. And that's a, a few weeks where you're cramming, you're working on your uh, one minute pitch, you're working on your 20 minute pitch, you're working on all the Q and A's that you could possibly answer. You're talking about your go-to market plan, you know, all this, all these things. If you're in the path for needing to uh, raise some uh, some funding for your social impact venture or whatever that may might be, that is a very stressful few weeks. They will seem overwhelming. And then I guess the uh, what you would uh, want to aim for is soon after that meeting to take a break or yeah. to take some time off or to you know to cool down to calm down, to take a few days, whatever is needed to get that system back into a more balanced state of mind, right? Yeah, I was going to just uh, uh, address that because I think that what might be useful for people listening is that, okay, these three people are talking about overwhelm, but a, a specific type of period has just been described where you're you're looking for funding and you're having all these, um, it's, it can be very, very stressful uh, period in your life and 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 in the in the life of your project, how do we deal with that? Okay, so let's let's try and break that down. So how do we beat overwhelm in practice, and what does it look like? Mm -hmm. And it will change depending on your life situation, uh, your family situation, what other uh, demands you have apart from that highly intense period. Global but pandemic. Yes, I mean, we have so much to pick from, but I think the idea is that what is within our control? So what's within, so just take a moment to think, what is it that I can, you know, if you think of a volume dial and what 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 dials can I bring down mm -hmm. for this period? You know, we can think about that as a long-term strategy, but what can I do in this very intense period? And the idea is to bring down every single dial that you can. So very easy things. Um, turn off all social media notifications. You do not need them. Just yes. turn them off. Don't make them beep once. Don't make it vibrate. Just literally turn them off. Get rid of them. Uh, number two, don't live by email. 
right? Don't think that working is staring in front of a, your email box, right? Have set time aside to check your emails, get out, you know, answer the ones that are priority, that really, really are urgent. The rest you will focus when you can, right? And don't spend more than the allocated time on those emails. Mm-hmm. Um, spend quality time with people. So you, you have your intense workday and make it an intense um you know loving time with the people that you care about friends family whoever yourself but make sure that there is a time of of relief and of complete change of scenery and that has to happen within the period even though you're full on you have to allow yourself schedule it in if you have to but have a moments of self-care during the day whether it's a, a morning practice or an evening practice or both just make sure that's there. It's as important as all the meetings that you're having during the day. Mm-hmm. And, and these are sort of three things that you can just do. That There are three dials that are completely within your control to bring down. First of all, saying that I, I pictured these dials and it was, it was very helpful to have this like sort of imagery that you added onto the conversation because I really envisioned as you were talking, what are my volume dials that I can dial down and what are these things that I don't, have to do every day or I don't need to think about and the world won't end if I don't attend to these things today or this week or this month you know all these people that we think we always have to keep in touch with all these uh, uh, different things um, I, I really imagine that, that and what I also heard now that you're talking about and I wanted to ask I think um, you made a very from what I heard you made a distinction between you know the work day And then what happens maybe before or after, right? Like make time for after work to tend to yourself, to be with people that you love, to do something that is different, to break away from the work. I want to also suggest that the workday itself can look very differently. Other than just taking these breaks that, you know, we can do it throughout the day. Also how we... um, do the six, seven, eight, nine, however many work hours we choose for ourselves, and that can change. Those, that time can also look differently if we take on and assume different uh, tips or tactics for reducing overwhelm. Right? It doesn't only need to be I'm overwhelmed that you know have this kind of busy time at work and then break away from it to reduce overwhelm the day itself can also be less overwhelming with just these different things that we can introduce. Yeah. You mean by bringing down these volume dials that the day itself will look different? Is that what you're saying? Or Yeah, like um, one of the first things that we do, you know, um, when we start working with uh, a new social impact venture or something like that, it usually is that we meet with one person. If there is a team, we meet with one person or there's only one person currently doing the project. And most often happens that all the tasks, uh, ideas, thoughts that need to be done are in their head Mm. and they are all bottled up. And I can, you know, we can imagine having so many thoughts, ideas, tasks, how overwhelming of a feeling that is. Um, And so I think introducing to your workday, this concept of writing down, you know, literally taking out of your head and into a piece of paper, Mm everything that needs to happen and then starting to use tools that are a bit more um, kind of help you there on uh, like a so, uh, sorry um, project management tool where you can literally organize 
on a on your board on your online the different tasks that you need to do and make sure that nothing gets forgotten because it's saved on your computer but also that you don't need to worry about everything now and really organize your day your week and then once you're lucky to have a team join you then you can invite them to that online board and show them hey this is what's going on now this is what you're going to do this is what you're going to do you know also do these things throughout the day your work day that tend to your overwhelm and help you have a, a more a reduced and less overwhelming day and i to add on to that i, I was just reading recently in in a in a in a it's a it's a survey that deloitte actually carried out regarding burnout and um we all know how chronic overwhelm has the potential to lead to burnout and um and and in this survey a lot of people i think it was around 66 percent of people said that they skip at least one meal because they're mm -hmm. too busy or stressed about work uh, other people will obviously not be sleeping well because they are stressed about work. Yes. Um, other people, I think it was somewhere around 40% or 42% of people said that they worry that issues will arise if they are away from work. So if they have, if they allow themselves a little bit of downtime or if they allow themselves to go earlier, then issues will arise, whatever that means. Issues always arise, right? It's that's that's just part yes. of life, right? <laughs> issues arise. That's what issues do, uh, and then we deal with them. And um, there's a lot of pressure at an organizational level. I think there's a there has to be an urgent invitation to people. The people that are feeling overwhelmed, they they have a lot to gain if they become more vocal about it. And if they share with colleagues and confer with colleagues without the fear of being seen as a you know a snowflake or a, or or a weakling or whatever it is, we have to be able to embody the fact that this is being too much. It's being too much for you. How about you? Don't you feel a little bit sort of too stressed out about this? And then people just speak casually and they realize that there's actually more in common than they they would have thought. That what I do find is that a, a lot of people are keeping a very brave face towards their immediate um, uh, boss, right? Mm -hmm. um, never to look uh, tired or, or, or in some in any way weakened. And I think that people with the management uh, responsibilities have to assume that someone in their team, if not most people in their team, are at some level feeling overwhelmed either permanently or often. And by by entertaining that thought my suggestion would be that they they take on some preventive measures especially starting with the culture of the organization where if smokers are allowed a smoking break everybody's allowed downtime mm -hmm. at any point and that may take it can be a creative concerted effort within the organization to work out what that downtime might look like but it has to be a cultural shift that makes it okay for people to take that downtime. I'm thinking now about when I was uh, studying in university a few years ago, I think like 10 years ago, <laughs> a bit more maybe. I remember that whenever I'd walk into a room and there was a sense of like before a test, everyone was studying. 
even if I was fine, the minute I would walk into a room, that energy would stick onto me. Like, and in a minute I was, I was nervous. I was, uh, like I had, I, it was like this contagious energy. And I'm thinking now that I think the same could be said about overwhelm, where if you're living an overwhelming life, an overwhelming lifestyle, uh, if you're overwhelmed at work, how easily that could uh, pass over to the people that you work with, first of all, and to to your project, to to your to your um, to your uh, I forgot a word venture. to your venture. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're so accustomed to doing a lot, to being busy, to always trying to do more you'll expect ex the same from the people around you and you'll do the same to your project. And I'm recalling now when I used to work, one of the first social impact ventures I worked at as before I was a, um, a freelancer, um, at some point I realized that I was getting, I I'm, I'm a pretty quick worker. I, I get a lot done pretty quick. That's kind of my, my style. And, you know, it'd be seven hours later and I was expected to work nine hours and I would just go home because I, I looked at the day that I, that was, and I said, okay, you got a lot done today. And I would just allow myself to go home early, not thinking too much about it. And then one very uh, unexpected day, my, uh, the founder of this, the social impact venture, she came in and said, I'm looking at your times timestamps and I mean, you're just not working the hours that we said, you know, and I, I could see that what she was thinking in her head was you could be getting more done. You have two more hours. You could get, be getting more done. You could be helping this project get further, uh, grow and extend and, and, uh, materialize and all that. And all I was thinking in my head is, but I don't, I can't like, okay. So I have two more hours on the, on the clock but my body is telling me i've done enough today like i've i've sat in front of this computer i've been in a sitting position all these hours staring at a screen it's the sun is starting to go down i what you know and and thinking about how just like um feeding into this overwhelming state of mind uh, what eventually happened is i decided i needed to to leave that position um, and that was how I took a break from it. But I don't know. It just came to mind now this the situation that was in, I was in. And I think, I mean, I think what I hear is, and, and a lot of times I think that overwhelm actually, it comes from a, a sense of not feeling not in control, right? Mm. It, it comes from a sense of feeling as if, you know, your project is leading you or uh, all of your tasks are leading you and you don't have control. And what I've heard from both of you guys is, and that's actually, I think an invitation to our listeners today is the idea is that we can take control of what our day looks like and we can take control of what our project looks like. And the notion of, of scheduling two slots a day of, of quality time with your loved ones is, is actually saying, hey, I understand that this is going to be a rough week. I have a lot to get done. There is a, a, a meeting with an investor at the end of the week, but I still know that there are things that I need to schedule into my day to make me less overwhelmed or to make me feel 
more at ease or these things will actually make me work better because this this is what helps me um get more done that's the first thing i'm taking control of the way that the day looks or the way the the week looks the second thing aviv uh gave uh, as a tool is project wise is i'm taking control of of everything that needs to be accomplished by writing it down putting it on a board making it more organized and then and then not having you know everything in my head and making me super stressed out and not remembering what it what it needs to be done i'm controlling uh the organization of my project i'm going to make uh priorities and i'm actually going to make it a lot easier to communicate with my team if i have one because it's going to be somewhere where they can also uh um enter and see what needs to be done and take responsibilities for themselves and so it's to me it's a lot of you know it's a lot of it's a sense of control both of what, what you want, guys said what i wanted to say to that is i think that it realizing what we can control and then also an uh coping with probably the biggest idea is that we cannot control everything yes and that there's so little actually i know what we can control and decide how we want that to look and then also agree to put our hands in the air and say everything else it's you know i have no control over it and that's perfectly okay and that's perfectly yes. okay and we have to allow ourselves that as you were talking about your experience of eve about the expectation that you had to work the full um nine hours i was just thinking that if you treat people like machines uh, with sort of, you know, uh, a desired output, then of course, the more hours they work, um, the more productive they will be, or the more output, the greater the output. But that is if you treat people like machines, right? If you treat people like, like people, right, like, like full sort of creative, emotional, critical thinking beings, then actually, the more hours they work, the less quality of work that they will produce. Mm -hmm. So, and they've tried, they're trying it in, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that this is happening is that more and more companies are adopting um, four day work weeks and mm -hmm. they are seeing productivity go up sometimes as high as 30%. So, okay, so you reduce the amount of hours by 20% but productivity in increases by 30%. That's amazing. There's something there, right? Mm -hmm. There's something there, uh, which means that you can pay people more fairly. People will feel more worthy because they, are, they can see the results. The improved productivity will have tangible results. 30% spike in productivity is not a small thing. People no. at the company will see it at all levels, right? Uh, the environment is more vibrant things are happening, things are flowing. People are not overwhelmed, they're not exhausted. And there's no sense of, like you were saying, right? I'm not working, I'm not just sort of fulfilling my my timetable here, right? You know, like a, a, like a corpse that's sitting at a desk pretending to be busy. No, I'm actually making stuff happen, right? And we collectively as a company or as an organization, we are creating that impact. We are making things happen. And that can be very powerful thinking about just the idea that by changing how you know we expect our team 
to work if we look if we reduce the hours during the day or the days during the week i mean all all we want to achieve is impact right we want to uh, maximize the good that we want to do in this world. Yes. If we actually think about the idea that by reducing the hours in the day or the days during the week, we will achieve greater impact. I, I'm, signed on, I'm signing on to that. Like, I, yes, that sounds amazing. And to know that that will make us live healthier lives, that will help us be more sustainable to our project, uh, be able to do it for a longer period of time. I mean, that sounds amazing that like uh, it just it's just really a matter of agreeing to redefine the things that we've been so uh, conditioned to be as these ultimate truths a work yes. day is five days a week and it is nine hours during the day let us all agree to maybe redefine that especially if we have proof saying that actually makes us makes more impact that's what we're here for you know mm. as social impact change makers that is our what we wake up for in the morning is to do good let's do good and also give ourselves more time let's you know that's exactly what we're here to talk about so that just makes me really excited and happy and yeah inviting everyone to see how they can work that into their personal lives and into their social impact lives mm. what are you oh. thinking Omar? i see you deep in thought Am I putting you on the spot? I'm just trying to think of another exercise. <laughs> it, it has been a while since you've given us an exercise. Uh, Omer, for those of you listening, Omer is known to bring up these sort of spontaneous exercises we put, which put everybody on the spot uh, for, it, your, for your enjoyment as listeners. So yes, it's we'll, funny. we'll have I was that. <laughs> seen, feeling him so deep in thought right next to me. I was like, just tell me what's going on in that head. But I, I an think, exercise isn't coming yet. I, I think that there's something, maybe an angle that's that's that hasn't been present in this conversation so far, which is um, we have sort of more the the functional and more occupational side of dealing with overwhelm. But there's also very important biological and physiological stuff that that basically are very very easy for us to uh, to forget about because we are so um, I was going to say busy, but actually no, we are actually so. Uh, entangled with with um, with uh, a state of overwhelm and there are some very basic um, I would say three things um, that are I find crucial in keeping uh, our ability to take that step back and have a critical mindset about our life and what our lifestyle should be um, not what our lifestyle should be according to others but what we want our lifestyle to be and the main one strangely is actually um, staying mineralized and it's a total shift from what we've been talking about but the fact is that through um the food that we eat nowadays is actually very poor in minerals compared to the food that we you know our ancestors were eating soils are depleted um farming uh methods have just basically meant that the food that we eat uh, is much lower in mineral content than it used to be and our brain uh, and and so many basic functions of our body requires minerals and trace minerals um a huge amount just to function just not not to thrive just to survive right and if we are not giving our body that that food that very basic food 
um, we will feel things like fatigue and we'll feel things like brain fog and all sorts of things that do not help us to think clearly and to make changes, right? If we feel in a, we are in a weakened position, we, we rather go with whatever is the current setup rather than, than take the, the, the courage to, to change things. So staying mineralized is actually a very, very powerful thing. So some people think immediately, well, I'll take supplements. Maybe some people have very good results with that. Uh, another way to stay mineralized is actually to have um, vegetable broths. Just just boil a mm-hmm. lot of vegetables, organic, local, locally sourced vegetables. If you can, uh, boil that. There's a great ingredient, which I love, which is a, a Japanese seaweed called kombu, uh, which has been traditionally used in Japan to enrich... Um, to enrich broths uh, with minerals, huh. uh, and other that. another great uh, yeah we, we should we should have an episode just on kombu. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think but, you'll do most of the talking, but well, you know, I'm happy to. And actually, on the show notes, I'm very. Uh, uh, we will put to um, like a simple, um, basic recipe for for a broth yes. with kombu seaweed, which is the easiest thing to do. If you drink that on a daily basis, is you're one step ahead to keep that mineralization going and have your brain and your body. Um, fed with the basic minerals and trace minerals that you need. The second thing that I would mention as being quite important is uh, obviously your sleep cycles. Just make sure, not necessarily the conventional notion that you have to sleep seven hours. That doesn't mean much nowadays. That's been completely debunked by many, many studies. It's not about how many hours you sleep. It's about the quality of sleep. So look online, find out what your preferred times for sleeping and the when is it that you get the most rest from sleep whether if it's through napping through um uh, actually going very early to bed or very late and waking, you just find your type find what is called a chronotype mm-hmm. make sure you get the sleep the quality sleep that you need and the third aspect of it i would say is to make sure you move so i think you were describing before a very uh, stationary stagnant. stagnant lifestyle where you are yes. asked you're demanded to sit in front of a computer for nine hours uh, and that biologically has no resemblance whatsoever to what our bodies have been designed to do so it is really an invitation for people to find the time before during after work to move we need to move our joints need to move our muscles need to move um, we get all sorts of uh, serotonin peaks and and other substances in our body that have been proved to be beneficial to us. And they only happen or they happen greatly when we move our bodies. And so that's going to make us more productive. So when we have to speak to someone and to justify, well, do you want me to be more productive or less productive? Then actually I need to fit in um, some time for movement, physical movement. As you were talking all I was thinking is, you know, it's, as being as that Omer and I are on the side of the social impact project, what I try to do, and maybe this can be an exercise for you and I, Omer, is everything, I feel like everything you said, Leo, now about the three tips that you're giving people for a more, less overwhelming and healthier type of lifestyle, I think that all of that can be said the same about your social impact project. Let's try to think about that because you said sleep, okay? Should we let our social impact project sleep? What does that mean? What I'm envisioning is give it time, let it rest. Don't constantly try to feed it with new ideas or with new projects or with new tasks. Give it time, try something, 
and then kind of let it let that let that materialize and grow on its own see what a few hours of not touching your project can do what was the next thing you mineralize said? okay how do we mineralize a that's social about nourishment project? it's really about nourishment so it's the idea okay. of where are we getting what what nourishes a social impact project um there's a, a lot of things one thing that comes to mind is um communication i was gonna say that like and that just comes to mind with overwhelm and in 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 that instance as well because i think nourishment is for your project is to seek advice mm -hmm. or to run your thoughts with your team or with a friend uh nourishment can mean researching and reading up about what other people are doing, learning from others. I mean, a lot of times we're trying to solve something that someone else is tackling in another country or in the other side of the globe and connecting to, to that person can just help us get more um, nourishment for our specific project. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think it's, it's equivalent to communication. That's what came to mind as well as social impact. We we sometimes think that you know we've taken on this mission on our own, but in reality, the more we communicate out, the more we nourish it with more minds and more hearts and more people that have their hands on it that we trust that we that are with us that are committed, the more we'll nourish it and we'll be able to carry this thing together. What was I, the third thing? Movement. Yeah, say something. Before, before the movement, I would just make uh, um, an addition to what you said. You mentioned it now, Aviv, but I would just stress that I, I, the image I have in in this space of social impact is that I think people matter. I mean, they matter everywhere and in every context, mm -hmm. but I think they matter particularly in this kind of context. You know people in the space are asked to do things that are that are not necessarily asked to do in in you know, in corporate environments there's a there's a an element of here of giving it all you know and and from 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 within and that can really take a toll so i would just i would probably suggest that part of that nourishment to the project or to the venture comes from its people as well so mm -hmm. I, I think it would be um being mindful that people are okay right that they are at that their top uh, ability to um, to make that nourishment would be uh, my suggestion as a yes. another another aspect to take care of. But yes, movement. So how do we keep what's movement in terms of social impact? Let's think about that for a second. You know, the the, the, okay. the way the way I see it, yeah. I was just going to say the no. Sorry, Aviva. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think what I wanted there. to say is that a social impact change makers. And this goes to a conversation we, I think we've had in the past where what we need to start with is a great passion or want to solve a problem and less um, an idea that we're married to. And by that, I mean uh, to allow ourselves, if, if we're seeking to resolve an issue, environmental, social, individual issue, then the solution that we're suggesting can change and by that i mean allow yourself to move down the path of social impact don't marry your solution don't say that is the way i'm going to resolve climate change that is the way i'm going to reduce poverty 
that is my solution. This is the best idea I've had. Always go back to the problem that you're trying to solve and allow yourself and your team to be dynamic, to move, to measure what you're doing and to be critical of if that isn't really putting you in the right direction, you're gonna need to move around. You're gonna need to make some changes and you're gonna need to allow your project to change and maybe completely throw it away and start from scratch. Um, I think that's what I, I would say by movement. So like open-minded and not being static with your, with your ideas, but considering them to be something that can be changed and uh, diversified and... Yeah, what do, you, do, what do you think? I think it's like, to, to me, it's, it's the movement is really looking forward, like looking ahead, having a vision, you know, and not being afraid of, you know, looking a couple of years ahead and trying to envision what it is that you're trying to accomplish and and the movement of it is to set some sort of plan or strategy you know not not working like from day to day but really being um open to thinking ahead of time and 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 trying to to envision um what it is that you're trying to do in in a way that's you know like look, a roadmap yeah creating a roadmap and not and not being um um you know as leo would say not sitting in front of the computer for hours but but tr like really envisioning the path that you're, you're the journey that you're about to to take off that's the movement i kind of felt what did you think leo the, the, there were two words that come, there are two words that coming to mind was uh flexibility and resilience Yes, which is what I, I think that what you were describing is this ability to, OK, we know where we're going, but we have to be flexible as to how we get that because nobody can control all the variables. Right. And the more f the more we exercise that flexibility, the more resilient we become, because basically we can we can cope with more, um, you know, the more challenges that are that life throws at the project that we're talking about. And um, and so and that's what happens when with the body as well with 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 exercise you become more flexible and more resilient so i think the parallel is is it, it, to me it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense what you said hopefully what we're, what we're getting at is you know practicing all these different things both to ourselves and to our project will help us reduce overwhelm and help us achieve impact and help us be healthier happier you know kind of have this more vibrant um energy to mm. keep going and keep doing good and that feels perhaps like a good place yeah to wrap it up maybe. i think Unless you guys have my invitation is we've said a lot of we've we've given a lot of tools and i want to go back to <laughs> daria's tip which to just choose four of, of the things we've said and the four things that feel most relevant to you to, to our listeners so it might be that you don't feel enough you don't feel that you're nourishing enough your body or your project. And so you're going to take that on and see how you're going to be more active about it. Another thing is the notion of taking a break. You often forget to do. So you're going to take upon that to schedule a break. <laughs> and Why did you just laugh? Because we say it's scheduled differently. Uh, and I, uh, and I, I say schedule and then we have the say, I think this will go on and on. <laughs> Anyways, the notion of 
okay, you can't do everything. And all, that's another thing once you say, okay, I feel overwhelmed. Now I'm going to do everything possible to step. No, you don't need to. There's not a hundred things. Just take upon yourself a few things that are most relevant to you. And that is my invitation to our listeners. Leah, what's your invitation? Uh, I my, my invitation would be not to overcomplicate what Omar I just said and I completely uh, I completely agree with. There's a thousand things you can do to beat overwhelm. And if you do all thousand of them, it'll, you'll end up much more overwhelmed, more overwhelmed or more overwhelmed than you are right now. So I think that those were words of wisdom, which I don't want to <laughs> add to at all. I completely agree with it. Good. Good. So, so thank you to everyone. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you, you owe us a recipe. Yeah. I forget what you said, but yeah, it's oh. it's a mineralizing broth with kombu seaweed from Japan. And yes. hey, I owe I owe the rice recipe as well. Okay, <laughs> this became a, a, a cooking <laughs> show all of a sudden. <laughs> Thank you to everyone. All right. We hope this helps you be less overwhelmed, and uh, we'll speak soon. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing herein is intended as professional or medical advice. If you are sick or think you may need medical help, seek advice from your healthcare provider.